Stick your neck out. The weekly podcast of the Giraffe Heroes Foundation. Super speed, telekinesis, invulnerability. Those and more are the best superpowers of all time, at least till the 20th century. Change making is the superpower of the 21st. We need it to improve prosperity. We need it to solve complex social problems. And today's podcast is about social change making. Imagine a network of spicy, grassroots and diverse social initiators who want to see a change in the world, community by community. Welcome to the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. Welcome to Stick Your Neck Out. My name, Jean-Pierre Aguiar Durañona, and my guest today is Cantari alumni Megana Ravendra. I dare to quote you, a small chili making a huge difference. A sudden shot sound caused by a blow on a door to attract attention or gain entry sounds like this. Now, if you want to put this sound in words, there is a rhetorical figure oh, I love them, that helps the use of words whose sound suggests the sense. The onomatopoeia of this is knock, as for K-N-O-C-K. And the Cantari alumni just gave this onomatopoeia another meaning. And Megana is here to explain. Welcome, Megana, to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Empire, on the podcast. It's an honor to be on the same platform as other inspiring change makers. Yeah, it's really a pleasure that uh, that uh, you are here and you accept my invitation, hoping to establish a cross-border collaborative platform for Cantari graduates and friends to share ideas, challenges and solutions. In March, Cantari started the initiative NOC as for Cantari Network of Change and Knowledge. Megana was asked to coordinate this entire network. How is it going so far? Um, so, so far, it's going great. And uh, we started with this idea of building a network of change makers, of uh, basically Kanthari graduates uh, who've passed out since 2009 and are doing some or the other social change work in their own spaces or with other organizations. The idea was to have a support system uh, for each one of us. Because being a Kanthari graduate myself, when I went back to my place after completing the uh, course, I realized a lot of people didn't relate to me and uh, they didn't know why I was like this or why I had suddenly become this fiery, chilly, uh, voicing out challenges that I see around me. And every Kanthari goes through this once they graduate. So we felt that there has to be a support system where we understand each other and we can share our skills, where we can share our knowledge and also support with our own networks. So that was the idea behind it. And right now we are working on building it. It's still at the very initial stages. And we are working on speaking to each and every Kantari as to what is their idea of such a network and how important they feel this network would be. A big network of social change makers is a wonderful idea, but it's also a big undertaking. How do you go about that? So how we go about it is that we don't have anything centralized to go about it. Uh, it's a network of Kantaris for Kantaris by Kantaris. 
so we all are a part of uh, this network and we take our own responsibilities to share something with this network so if we have something that's going to be very centralized and which is going to be very hierarchical like you said it's going to be very difficult to organize or manage such a network yeah right but when we when each one of us manages our own contribution it's a lot more easier right yes definitely easier yeah so that's that's how it's going to happen and we will start small uh, with the countries that are ready to contribute at this stage and we will keep expanding over years okay and how do you perceive this network how do i perceive this network wow that's a nice question <laughs> <laughs> i really perceive this network as a platform which can give sustainable support um i think over years we've like even with the covid crisis we've realized how important a support system can be during such a national and an international crisis and having this network during a crisis time will be so motivational or such a confidence booster because all of us would be going through similar challenges and knowing that there's someone out there who understands this and i don't have to explain it uh, again and again as to what my challenge is can be a huge uh, uh, benefit so that's how i see this network as for you is this network something really significant why do you think it is so crucial to build a network of social change makers across the world so there are so many social change makers across the world even outside kanthari and we are all really engrossed in the change that we are making because we have our own challenges like we don't connect uh, uh, a lot of uh, issues that are there personally as well even professionally as well and we are we get caught up in our you know in our in the work that we do in the passion that we have but we need to look beyond this how can these social change makers come together and amplify and magnify the effect of change so today the change that i want to bring in one location if there's someone who's supporting me from across the continent i may be able to bring a much larger change um, yes definitely in another part of the world so for me that's that's a huge inspiration that there's something that i can contribute to being in one location and that's how i see this network and social change as it's it's a great way to amplify impact and uh, magnitude of uh, social change can come together yeah that sounds sounds great the network you said before is still in the initial stage so what do you have so far and how do you plan to proceed so so far we have initiated conversations with kanthari's right since 2009 uh where we know that some of them have initiated their projects and organizations and some of them are working with other organizations so we've started the understanding what they feel about the network uh what is their understanding of a network so, so while strategizing about how the network should be i understood that each one of us will have a different definition of network uh what is a network for you may not be the same for me and it's so important for us to understand this because otherwise our expectations will differ uh what the kind of support we need from each other will differ so that's the current stage right now where we are understanding and coming to one page and even if we don't come to one page that's fine but we still have an understanding that uh, where where do we need to contribute and what is the expectation out of us speaking about understanding uh there are some guidelines at knock how are you planning to handle the leadership of so many queen bees um so uh, kanthari goes by something called flat hierarchy and the whole point of a flat hierarchy is that everyone contributes and there is no one person deciding for all 
So even when it comes to knock, if we are going to come up with guidelines, that's something that we will all come up with together. Uh, what is something that works for all of us, um, and what is something that does not work for us? Uh, it could differ from country to country. It could differ from uh, region to region. But it's important that everyone's involved in creating these guidelines. Other than just a regular startup, mostly you actually have to do with rather tough destinies and fates. That require help and support, and if your project is running well, it makes a difference how much energy you go on investing all the time. So, how do you cope with this dilemma? A day still has only twenty-four hours, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, wow, that's a tough question, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, So how how do I cope with this dilemma? I think I have like I've always been passionate about what I do, and over years the kind of commitment that I have towards my passion is something that I can say that I'm a little proud of. <laughs> <laughs> you But, can be. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so right now, how I'm coping up with it is I need to completely focus on uh, something that is as as large as this being entrusted upon me, and that's the reason I'm at Kanthari. I've shifted my base. Uh, completely from where I was living to living at Kanthari right now, and being with the people who understand me and who just know who I am gives me a lot of confidence and energy to continue doing what I'm doing. So even if I work for twenty hours or twenty four hours in a day, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So there are days when that happens when I work for like a stretch of twenty hours, but then I also realize I need to take out time for myself. So. Traveling is one way that I take care of myself. Uh, traveling is really important. This one, um, this next question is a little bit dense. Let's see if um, if we can get to it. So networks are often organic and can become ineffective if they are overtaken by a single person or entity. Yet they also require leadership to be successful. How does a network balance the need for leadership with the end of organic growth? So this has happened in the past, honestly, and. Uh, Knock. I mean, knock is just being initiated right now, but the idea of knock has been uh, there since the last couple of years, and there have been failures. There have been in, there has been inactiveness in the past. Uh, what is really required is for us to understand that there can't be one person responsible for running something like this, and a network can only sustain when each of us is able to. Contribute to the network as well, and not just expect something out of the network. So we do see networks that are there, uh, which you know, uh, there are meetups that happen in a year, or everyone comes together. It's a good time, but there has to be something beyond that for it to sustain. And that is what we are looking at when it comes to knock. How do we? What are the different initiatives that we can take as individually, as a, as a Kanthari graduate? What initiatives can I take? To ensure there's a sustainability of network in my country, and similarly, any other graduate who can uh, do the same for their country. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good plan, but um, <laughs> because the non-profit sector is so resource constrained and competition for yeah. money is so stiff, there yeah. is often a perceived risk to building networks. But how can and why should non-profits overcome this and become more networked and connected? I just have one answer to one word answer to this. That's collaboration. Anything that's focused on collaboration magnifies your impact. 
So, like you like you rightly said, that there is a lot of competition in, in the non-profit sector and there's competition in terms of funding as well. Mm-hmm. But imagine what if we collaborate with each other and bring a bigger impact. We are able to get our networks together, our individual networks together, our donors together. And instead of making an impact in one city, we're making an impact in several cities. So collaboration defies competition is what I feel. <laughs> yeah, a really nice feeling. So holistic creativity coach and author of the Connect Worker, Michelle Genai, puts it like this. Networking is not about just connecting people. So what is networking about? Networking is about, definitely not about just connecting people. Networking is about what can we do with that connect. And since we are um, already defining concepts, what about change making or better social change making? What is it and why is it so important now more than ever? Let's look around us. Uh, we are in the middle of a crisis. And this crisis is bringing out struggles and challenges which are at a magnitude that we'd not thought of. It is now really important that we collaborate with each other, that we come together. We understand that this connect can go beyond just being a connect with each other. And we can solve larger problems together. Um, we like When it comes to Kantharis, we have worked in spaces and challenging spaces where we have brought some change in our own regions. And how do we use this knowledge to support someone else who's struggling at the same time with similar challenges? So now is, the, is really the time that we should look at supporting each other. Speaking of changing and country and education, Megana, you are also the founder of Moringa, an organization that cares for anxiety disorder of students by offering alternative learning possibilities. You were no stranger to stress and anxiety as a student yourself. How was it and how did you come up with the idea of Moringa? So frankly, I came up with the idea of Moringa in Kantari itself. Um, before that, I had thought of building an alternative school maybe because um, I realized that like me, a lot of children do not relate to the education system. Yeah. So I realized that I have an anxiety disorder only when I was an adult. And I didn't know this as a kid. I just knew something was wrong and people did not understand me or they did not like me or I wasn't good enough. I can't or... imagine that somebody doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the case. And, and I struggled through my childhood to keep myself afloat that uh, maybe the world doesn't like me or my family doesn't like me. I didn't have friends when I was in school. I think that's the best time to make friends. But yeah. I never had friends in school. So uh, I realized that started in school because there are different environments in which anxiety manifests. One is at home uh, with your parents, your family, your siblings. Second is at school because that's the place you spend the most time apart from home. And third is maybe with peers or other external factors as well. And for me, it was school because that's where I met anxiety for the first time, where I was told that I was not good enough. And uh, uh, as I grew up, this started showing in my behavior as an adult. Like today, I feel that anxiety has become a disability for me. There's a lot of argument around this that 
whether anxiety is a disability or no. And I believe that it is a disability because it stops you from functioning. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. On certain days. So, yeah. how do you tackle this? How do you tackle something which is not seen? It's invisible to you, right? You, you cannot see anxiety. It's something that's going on in your head over and over again. Um, that's when I understood that, okay, I need to take a step up and I need to understand why is this happening and what can I do about it. So when I looked at the education system as a teacher, I used to teach at a government school for two years. Uh, before that, I used to assist a lot of teachers. I volunteered at different orphanages and uh, different schools where I could interact with children, I could teach children. And I realized that even 20, 30 years down the line, this has not changed. The expectations still remain the same. The expectations are still that you get good marks, you get good grades, you get into a good college or a university, and you get a good job, a high-paying job or a decent-paying job. And that's how success is defined as. But what about those who do not connect with this? That's how Moringa started. <laughs> the Moringa is a plant I'd call magical. It is a source yeah. of traditional medicine in a lot of countries, also in Cuba, for example. Your organization yeah. is also called Moringa. Why is that and what does it have to do with the plant? So if you know, Moringa is also called the miracle tree. And I believe children are like that. They are miracle trees. They are a miracle in itself, in themselves. And the world fails to recognize this. We look at children as, you know, as commodities at times that, you know, they are supposed to fulfill these desires or these benchmarks that the system sets for them. And in that process, we forget that they have so many talents. They have so much of potential. Uh, they have so much within them that they are unable to show us. And that's how Moringa came out. And I, I, for me, Moringa is what it symbolizes every child. Moringa is working towards a more child-centered education system that focuses on well-being. As you pointed out earlier, Moringa seeks to provide children with skills to take charge of their learning while working on sustainable inventions to bring changes in the mainstream system. So how is the system treating you with your idea? Um... Actually, interestingly enough, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> yeah. So, I, in fact, I mean, I did fail a couple of times before I started. Um, and I realized that I was coming out too strong to the system. That um, I was telling the system that you're not good and, you know, you need, you need to go. And it doesn't work for many children. But the system doesn't want to hear that. The system will no, say no. that. Of course not. Yeah. The system will say that uh, I don't need you. And yeah. that's, that's where I lose my connection, right? So I need to, I, I figured out that I need to work with the system. I cannot alienate myself from the system. And when I get into the system, I need to understand the challenges that the system has as well. The system has many challenges and it's, it's not easy for a mainstream system to uh, change overnight or transform overnight about, uh, with these challenges. Uh, in India, there's, there's a huge shortage of teachers. Uh, the training that the teachers received is inadequate. And the classrooms have at least 60 to 70 children in one class. 
how does the that's teacher a, hand, handle this that's right? a lot that's yeah. a lot so there are major challenges across the system and the only way to transform the system is get into the system and work with the system yeah yeah that's right and yeah and uh, so that's that's how my entry was not that difficult into the system because i could manage to break this barrier between me and the school and i was able to connect with them understanding their challenges uh, another way for me to break that barrier was talking to counselors within the school itself so this, the counselors are used to handling these challenges day in and day out and they mm. knew about these challenges earlier So that was another way of me to get into the system. Yeah, sounds sounds great. You co-founded Moringa to redefine education. In one of your talks, you said there are three main causes to anxiety and stress in students. Mind to elaborate? The standardized system that we have, the examinations that we have, that we need to pass certain examinations to get into certain universities, and that's a that's that's basically saying there are one sixty four million children in India today. it's basically saying that this is one system that all the children have to follow and if you fail this system that means you fail yourself and that brings a lot of heavy expectations and pressure on children where they feel that you know i'm failing myself and failing my family and failing my dreams so the standardized system is one of the biggest challenges that we face in india of course the flip side is that what do you what kind of a system you have for so many children or such a huge population uh, the second is how do you get into the system that's the grading hmm. grading children has conveniently transformed from marks to grades so today earlier we used to say that 100% is very important today we say grade a is very important so it doesn't make much of a difference right it's the same thing you've just turned numbers into alphabets and this is another system that tells you that if you have a grade a you're better than the others if you are a lower grade it means your chances of getting a good education are very low which means that you may not get a job or you may not have a secure life and the third is our cultural beliefs india as a country is very focused on listening to elders uh, we have a tradition system which is the guru system which is a gurukul system and it's been running for hundreds of years where we consider someone who's older to us having a lot more knowledge than us and that's why there's there is an assumption that you will respect that person and you will take that knowledge without any questions so yeah, and that's a problem <laughs> that that is a big problem so in school, i mean not respect because respect is is important you have to respect yes. the elders yeah. uh, but you are allowed also to question i think respect is Your respect should be irrelevant of age. Uh, yeah, you need definitely. to respect everyone, and the knowledge that you receive cannot be unquestionable. So we are not taught to question. So we never questioned our teachers in school. I never questioned my teacher that why are you teaching me this? I don't understand this. Uh, and neither do I remember any of my classmates questioning my teachers. so that's how we've been conditioned throughout and this cul- this culture stops us from really questioning and understanding what we really want getting more information getting more, more knowledge that we uh, deserve to have sabrija tembeken the co-founder of kantari pointed out to you that you could use the positive aspects of fear to your advantage 
How would you describe the meaning of fear and how could you use it or are you using it to your advantages? Yeah, so I remember having this discussion with Sabri while doing the course and uh, it actually transformed my thought of fear completely. Uh, fear is the core that brings in anxiety and insecurities, right? Like you fear something and you uh, fear tomorrow that, you know, uh, you will not get what you want or you will not uh, have a job that you want or the money that you want. And uh, you get into that loop of being anxious about it. Why not take this fear and turn it into something positive, which gives you a push to do something better for yourself? And that's what I did. Whenever I face a fear or whenever I'm anxious, I use that energy to do something good or to do, do something that I always wanted to do. And even with Moringa projects, when I, I, do, still, I do still have anxiety, it's not like it, it goes completely, it still stays with you. But I know how to work on it. I know how to use that anxiety to my benefit and put that energy into ensuring that I'm implementing projects or creating a better impact. Okay, so how do you manage to work with your with to work out <laughs> your anxiety? <laughs> so there are different mechanisms that work for different people. For me, uh, what works is that I, I mean, if I have to get into details of it, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So I probably connect with people who understand me, and I have a conversation with them. That's something that works for me. Uh, nature works for me a lot. And I realized for a lot of children, nature works as well because nature has a lot of healing capacities and being around trees, being around water, uh, being, being around clean air uh, helps your anxiety a lot. So one of my uh, next projects would be something uh, related to this where I use nature and get children out in the nature and we are able to understand how we can work with peers in the nature and not sitting in a classroom or a closed Room. That sounds great. That's uh, actually there are a couple of of kindergarten in Germany who are also like they have this kindergarten or schools in the on the on the countryside or on the woods. No, not woods. Um, yeah, yeah, right, on the woods. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it's really good. It's really, I mean, it's really nice to see the kids when they come back. Like you know, after breathing this this air and so on. It's, it's, it's a really nice concept. So I wish you really all the best. Before we finish our talk, um, how do you see or where exactly, where do you see the knock initiative in the next five years? In the next five years, I see knock with at least 100 change makers that are there uh, currently with Kanthari and 100 uh, social change makers. And we are able to work with each other in amplifying effect in at least 20 to 25 countries. If I have to put a number to this, but if I have to look at a qualitative impact as to where I see knock, even if it's a small number of people, I see knock being a space to majorly share skills and knowledge in a way that we are able to uplift each other in a time of crisis, um, in a time of uh, difficult situations. We are able to support each other with these skills and we are able to continue to work on the social change and the passion that we have. And that sounds really nice. And I still have one last question. 
what exactly are you doing as a coordinator of of this social network uh, how how can i picture your work okay so right now i do almost everything <laughs> it's it's right from strategizing as to what this network is going to be to connecting with all the kanthari graduates to understanding how do we proceed brainstorming on how do we proceed with this looking at legal aspects in every country as to how foreign funding can happen and what what are resources do we need to uh, ensure that this network sustains yeah i think <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's quite a lot creating processes because that's quite a lot so since we have not initiated anything this is the first time we are initiating something formally uh we still need to build processes and that's one of my key areas okay and what are the big challenges the big challenges is like we don't have so it's a challenge and it's a positive thing as well there's there's nothing to look at right like i mean there's no base uh just starting from a scratch so there, there's just a vision that you have uh, you have you have a vision that you want to reach but you don't know how to reach because you've not done this before but that's also a positive side because you have nothing to compare to so you can experiment as much as you want and do a lot of trial and errors fail multiple times and then grow up and continue to do this thanks megana for this 360 degrees talk around all those vibrant topics that kept you busy thank you so much ampure it was great to uh, talk to you it was very very informal and it was easy to talk to you thank you so much We are looking forward to seeing how Knock is evolving and it's great there is someone collecting the experiences of all those great change makers <laughs> and also kind of creating new synapses to make the impact even greater while maybe even helping the change makers to not forget about some self-care in every now and then very curious to see where the travel goes we can follow your work at the Cantari blog to support Moringa or frequent alternative learning possibilities at your organization To help students with anxiety disorder, please follow moringas.org. And there we are at the end of the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. You'll find the stories of the Cantari alumni and the Giraffe Heroes, the stories of people sticking their necks out every Tuesday on Spotify, iTunes, our homepage, and every other place where you get your podcast. And if you subscribe, you don't have to look out for us, we'll be coming to you. Dear listeners, if there is a friend, a family member, an organization or someone you know who is doing a great work in the community, someone sticking the neck out, just nominate them as a giraffe hero or tell us about them. Come and visit us at giraffe-heroes.eu. My name is Jean-Pierre Gerdurañona and I hope you join us also on our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. But more importantly, I hope you join us again next week. Stick your neck out. The weekly podcast of the Giraffe Heroes Foundation.